Abandon fear and trust yourself Open up to all life's wealth Tap into a sixth sense With intuitive intelligence We are going to talk about the changes for 2020. I was going to do a podcast with Julie and we got our weeks messed up. So, um, and then I wasn't going to bring this to you guys yet until I felt like I completed all of my research, but this is an ongoing, this is going to be an ongoing, um, project. Let me just share with you guys this and I have to generalize this as much as possible, but last night was amazing. Yesterday was amazing. I did an Akashic record reading for someone who I'm very close with and we have, we, we have very, very big similarities and funny enough, we're from the same, our soul group is the same. Not that I'm surprised at that. Um, but the stuff that came out of that reading, when I got done delivering it, we got on the phone just to talk because we're friends on top of her being a client. Um, Hi, Cindy. We started talking about all this stuff. It was in a just an intense, oh my God, reading. And it was good for her. Hi, Jamie X on YouTube. It was, it was intense and good for her because it answered a whole lot of questions. But then it created this whole other conversation. And we went for some reason on the hunt for more information. And it has a lot to do. Hi, Julie a lot to do with the time we're in now, right? Saturn, Pluto, conjunction and Capricorn. But it also has a lot to do with what has happened historically in the world um, and sort of what we're repeating, some things that are still going on, taking us way back, like spirit downloaded just this massive dump of information during this Akashic record reading I did for my friend on top of giving us together more stuff to dig up. So I'm in the process of digging up. I've never been into history and holy crap, I'm into history right now because it has everything to do with what's happening on this planet right now. And it has to do with the dark ages and I am learning things that I never knew about and some new things that have um, come out scientifically in just the last decade. Like it's amazing this time we're in. I mean, with the Akashic Record readings, we were talking about it. Hi, Janine. Hi, Sharon. We were talking about it yesterday. Like, why all of a sudden is there this information? Like, nobody was really doing Akashic Record readings 20 years ago. Well, a lot of it really has to do with we are at a time where we need to consciously do our work, consciously become aware of lifetime after lifetime, clearing up karma. So we're in this time. I told you guys in my 20s, I had a vision. Some of you may not know because you haven't been following me long enough. I had this vision when I was in my 20s about what my purpose would be in the last days. Not that we're going to have the last days like end of the planet. I don't really know, but I don't think that's what it is. I had a vision that in the last days when the darkness came and we're in that period right now, a wall of darkness was coming and I was in this field lined with evergreen trees. Where do I live now? Washington. Um, and, and in that field, there's a ton of people running. I've shared this vision with you guys in the past that have been following me a while. And it was my job to get people to these um, clickers. You know, those, those turnstiles you have to go through like at Disneyland, it has to count you. Well, as the darkness came, it was eating everything in its path. People, the, the trees, everything. And the wall of darkness was coming forward. On the other side of the turnstiles was the light. 
and I was trying to get as many people as I could to the light. People were tramping, trampling on children, women, old women. Like I was doing my best at some point. I just said, forget it. And an angel was helping me forget it. Let's just throw them over the turnstile. So we we're literally throwing them into the light, pushing them into light, getting as many people into the light to save them as possible. Um, and I never understood completely what it meant, but now I'm starting to see this is just insane. What's happening since last night, I'm making these connections. My brain is on fire. Spirit is showing me so many things about this repeat in history. And it goes way back to the dark ages in the 500s, 500 AD. I never knew about, and, and our history books don't really cover, at least not the truth of the matter. I mean, I just found this out. Did you guys know that the plague, the bubonic, bubonic, bubonic plague, the that wiped out millions of people, millions of people um, during the Dark Ages, was because the volcano Krakow went off, and there was so much fine ash that went up into the air, it blocked the sun. So there was like a three-year period. Now in the Bible it says three days of darkness. Three-year period of darkness. Nothing would grow. Um, there, Things got very cold. The climate changed. They didn't know what was going on, right? Many people didn't know what was going on. A lot of people got sick. That, that cold changed something within the flea population. And this was never talked about either. And I was just watching a video that Spirit led me to last night. Um, and the fleas could not be, be satiated by biting and taking blood from animals. So they went after humans. And when they did, that's what spread the disease, black death. That's what caused it. So people were burning bodies and burning stuff. Well, the fleas jump off. You guys know how fleas are. They jump off and they go. They would go with the fleas would jump onto the people that were fleeing the areas where there was massive death because in three days they'd be dead. Like literally they'd get bitten by a flea, they'd gone. Um, and as people spread to run from the places where the plague was happening, they were taking the fleas with them. You burn a body, the fleas jump off, they still live. I did not know that. I did not know that. And, and I don't think many people do because this is just something scientifically they've researched and just found out over the last maybe five years. Um, funny that spirit brought me to all of this information through videos and reading and studying and oh my God, since last night and I'm just on fire. So that happened because the sun went dim and a lot of the stuff in revelations line up with the days of days of darkness in the 500s. The planet didn't warm during the time of this Krakow volcano. Um, it wasn't warm, right? And then they said it turned the sun to blood, like when it went off. All this stuff that's in Revelation. This is very interesting to me because I have my own beliefs for the last 20 something years about um, have the end days happened once before, you know, and, and then we had the year, thousand years of peace, a thousand years of, or a thousand years of war, a thousand years of peace, and then comes the day of judgment. So I'm going to go ahead and kind of summarize what I've been getting as far as downloads with this massive amount of information Spirit has been giving me that has taken me into researching history, which I did mention to you guys. So I hope that <laughs> hope you guys can follow this in my line of thinking. All right. So as you know, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction is in Capricorn and 
we haven't had it that way since the 1500s, um, which that was the time of the Reformation period. But that wasn't far enough back. Like Spirit had me go farther back um, and, and look at all the times when Saturn, Pluto conjuncted in Capricorn, which is not something that happens all the time. It's very rare and takes, <laughs> seems like it's happening every thousand years, um, according to my research, and goes way, way back. And since we've not been alive and we can only rely on what we know in the history books um, and in and what's written, this is a huge, huge sort of guess of what it's going to bring. But it's not that hard. I waited until after the January 12th energy hit. And that's the same time the spirit was downloading all of this stuff to me and having me look up a bunch of stuff. So we're going to go back and, and focus more on what went on in the time of the fifth century um, back in the <laughs> fifth century AD, I guess. Um, it was actually 535 AD. A lot of stuff went on. Um, but every time we've had a Saturn-Pluto conjunction before now in Capricorn um, and before the 1500s, and even in the 1500s this happened, the Roman Empire got destroyed, then it got rebuilt, then it got destroyed, and then it got rebuilt. <laughs> so there was like three or four times that I could track back in history where the Roman Empire went down during a Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And I want you to think of it in terms of the Roman Empire was the governing, the world governing body as far as, you know, kind of the centralized governing body. And the way that the energy is set, even in 2020 this year, with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, what's been happening since two, the beginning of 2019, and it goes back to kind of hitting different points in 17 and 18, it's political, right? It's very much about our governing structures across the globe. But part of the reason for the fall in all of the times where the Roman Empire went down, it coincided with climate change. It coincided with global catastrophic climate change. Um, and I don't, I'm not trying to scare anybody with any of this. I'm just going to tell you guys all of the stuff that I was able to research and what I got. But um, the period of the Dark Ages in 535, there were some interesting things that happened. And aside from having climate change, um, we had massive shifts. And they've proven this just in recent years with checking the rings of trees that the climate changed. Things got really cold. It was really rough, either really dry with drought in certain regions very cold in other regions and they're able to carbon date things back through the ranks of the trees um, scientifically just in the last decade and spirit brought me to that information too which kind of is going side by side with all of the information i've been getting so without going all the way back in history and we can literally go back to 4999 bc and it was the same thing we had catastrophic climate change we had change in the population density change in the way things were um across the globe but just going back to the 500s which was a long ass time ago right there was 
um, much like the weather we're having now. Certain regions got super cold, other regions got super dry, there were fires. Um, and with the cold came an increase in disease, an increase in uh, starvation, and an increase in population die-off. Do I think that's going to happen this year? I don't know. I hope not. But we've already seen, as the year open, catastrophes with climate. We've seen Australia um, undergo massive fires. And then Julie was just sending me a picture yesterday or this morning of these big, huge hail balls. Like the rain hasn't stopped now, and now they're getting hail balls like the size of tennis balls, which is bizarre. Bizarre, bizarre. It is summertime there right now. So if you can imagine what we would go through here in the United States with major wildfires and then turn around and have these huge tennis ball size hill coming down, it would seem very catastrophic, right? And obviously the animals, the wild animals, they already suffered with the fires and now you're bringing these just massive pelting hail balls. It's just, it's crazy. Back in the 500s um, and the 1500s, both with the climate change came earth changes when we had it in Capricorn. So 500s we had um, back in, in, in the dark ages, there was a volcano that went off and it created such a darkness for three years that because the fine ash like blanked out the sun um, and that was the time of massive change. There was um, plagues that went on. The fleas spread the plagues. It was crazy. And if you go back in the history books, you can see all of that. It changed the economies everywhere. And the super rich thrived. And the peasants, a lot of them did not. Um, there was a lot of wars that went on as well. And the reason I'm telling you this is because all of it was very centralized in the Middle East. And Spirit kept bringing me back to the Middle East with all of this stuff. And I've been wondering why we keep having things start up in the Middle East this year. Like we open the year and we've got all this stuff with Iran and Iraq and Russia. And I'm like, what is this? And they kept saying, it's the same players. It's the same game. I'm like, what do you mean by that? Well, back in the 500s, there was a group called um, the, the Avars. And the Avars were very violent people. They were barbarians. Um, you would probably know them as their name changed to the Mongols or the Mongolians. Um, they, they were the most advanced horsemen in all of the world. In fact, they're the ones that developed the stirrup. They're the first, the first people that developed the stirrup. They had a military edge like no other, and they took down kingdom after kingdom after kingdom. Well, they were quite feared in all of the land, and um, they really did go after the Roman Empire and took them down in strength. But um, they were affected by the cold because they were their economy was horse-based. And during this time period of the Dark Ages, when that volcano went off, um, there wasn't much for the horses to eat. The Turks, who were also Asian, Chinese, um, mix, right? It's all, they're all connected in that same region. Um, they were a cow-based economy and they thrived. And because they thrived, they actually were able to get on top of the Avars. 
um, and captured many of them and took them to the Balkan islands. Um, but as the Avars made their way to the Balkans, they regained strength because they got farther and farther away from the damage from the volcano and all of the darkness and then eventually turned around. And after they gained strength, um, at that time they became known as the Mongols and they viciously went after people. So the one Mongol that you would know by name is Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan is known as one of the worst um, barbaric killers and, and creators of genocide since early days. Genghis Khan was horrible. At the same time that Genghis Khan was around and they were going after every village during the, this period of the Dark Ages, during the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn, there was also another another threat, which was the Vikings. The Vikings came from the Norse people, which is interesting because Spirit's been having me study all this stuff with that, the Vikings. And then I found this at the magic store yesterday, the metaphysical store, which is a Norse-based um, Norse gods tarot deck. And it's got all kinds of information that I never knew about because I was never interested in it, super interested in it now. So the Scandinavians, there was a group of them called the Vikings. You all know this. They were horribly barbaric. They were pirates. They had big ships. They went all over. Out of the Vikings came a ruler named Ivan the Terrible. Um, and that name might strike some chord of remembrance from history but we're missing some of the history. Well, Ivan the Terrible eventually relocated himself. He was the first, the Vikings were the first ones, and he was a Viking, one of the first ones to discover North America, the North America continent before Christopher Columbus. We aren't really taught that either. Why is that important? You'll see in a minute. So Ivan the Terrible went and discovered the North America continent, and then he settled in Russia and populated, okay? So the Vikings became the Russians. And eventually Genghis Khan sent his military on over to Russia to take care of um, Ivan the Terrible's military. And didn't wipe them out, but pretty big battle, slaughtered them. So now you have the Mongols, Genghis Khan's people, which are basically the Chinese. Then you have the Vikings, Ivan the Terrible's people, which are now the Russians, <laughs> right? And they're mixed all over. You have the Turks, which is another band of Asians that are against the Mongols. Um, the Turks actually began to band together with other groups to try and take the Mongols down. When Genghis Khan died, he gave his, his rulership to his five boys and they set up new dynasties all throughout Asia. Um, so when you're talking about North Korea, South Korea, China, um, and that whole region over there, think, think about what's going on there now, like present day, bring it forward. What do we have threats? North Korea, right? Kim Jong-un, we've got China, they've made threats. We've got Iran, that whole that whole thing think about them as a mix of the Turks then you have all the stuff going on with the Muslim and and Islam 
that's a whole other group that were there back then. And then you had the, the Jews in Jerusalem and Israel. And now it's been just spread all over to where, how do we track it all? And what does it all mean? Back in those days, um, there was, and still to this day, it's all been, if you look at all of the wars with the Germans and see the Vikings joined the Germans um, when it came time for war. So think about World War II, right? Think about all of the things, or World War I, whatever. Think about all of the different times where it seems like groups gather. Why are they doing it? What are they after? That's what I kept asking Spirit. I'm like, who are the players now? What are they after? We're one of the superpowers, supposedly. We are a gathering of many different nations, but more tied to Great Britain. And even back then, as people migrated, um, to Great Britain, um, there was just a mix, a, a huge mix of different populations. Some of the Vikings integrated in, some of the Mongols integrated in, many different places integrated in during the time period of the Dark Ages. And then we had the period of the Reformation where the Protestants and the Catholics had their little wars and they brought them together when Martin Luther uh, nailed the 95 theses onto the Catholic Church. The Roman Empire began to fall then too, in the 500s and then again in the 1500s, but each time it was rebuilt. The Roman Catholic Church has been falling over this last decade, um, and, and their reach is gone ridiculously low, um, but it's still a factor. And the Roman Catholic Church, the Vatican, if you look on a map, it sits very, very close to Jerusalem and Egypt and that whole area. That whole area is a hot spot. And I'm like, God, why? Why do we keep having wars there? Is it about the oil and spirits? Like, no, it's deeper than that. So let me tell you what I've unveiled. Um, just understanding from the book of Revelations and understanding looking back in history and what time are we in now with Saturn Pluto conjunction and all the changes that are going to happen. This year is going to be a year of unexpected weather changes. In some places, it may be catastrophic. I mean, look at what's happening in Puerto Rico. We cannot deny that. Look at the volcano that just went off in the Philippines. We can't deny that either. That was the cause of the days of darkness that lasted um, from 530-something until well into um, the 550s. I mean, there was a long time period. Now, they didn't have the conveniences we have now, Um and they were more of a warring people then. We were a little more, I, th I hope, we're a little less warring. But they all want the same thing, and that is control of that region. Why? Because whether it's the Russians, the Saudis, it's Great Britain, it's United States, it's any of the big superpowers, they all want control of that region. And what Spirit told me was, Every time we have these sort of turnovers of energies and we have Mother Earth, you know, sort of making everyone pay the piper for the greed, the materialism, which is what this year, it's like, stop it all. It also highlights what's in the dark and what's hidden. What has been hidden for thousands of years now is why that region is such a hot spot, why everyone wants to control it. And it is not what everybody thinks. Everybody thinks it's the oil. I did for the longest time. It's got to be the oil. It's the Holy Land. What is it? Yeah, it's the Holy Land, but it's the power vortex. Back many years ago, 
during one of the Saturn-Pluto conjunctions in Capricorn or oppositions in Capricorn, one or the other, and I can't remember which, um, was the end of Sol King Solomon's reign. King Solomon and his temple have yet to be discovered. They want to find it. They've been looking for years, hundreds of years. No one has found it. King Solomon, son of David, built a temple, the Holy of Holies. We've all read about it in Bible school. But what a lot of people don't realize is, is in King Solomon's temple was the Ark of the Covenant, which has still not been recovered. Um, also in, in King Solomon's temple was Aaron's rod and Moses's rod. And if you remember back in the Bible, what those rods were capable of was magic. They were, they were made a certain way and they held a certain power. In that region, there is all kinds of power spots, power stones. It's a vortex. Well, during one of the catastrophic times, earthquakes happened. Solomon's temple was destroyed and buried. And Herod, King Herod, built his temple over the top of King Solomon's temple. But nobody, at least that's the thought, Nobody's 100% sure that Herod's temple is over the top of Solomon's temple. Solomon's temple holds great mystery, great magic. The books of Solomon, the wisdom of Solomon was left out in the Bible, which is why I was studying those things too, is what are they after? What a lot of people don't realize about King Solomon is King Solomon was a, one of the most, probably of all time, he is probably the most powerful, recognized workers of magic, what we call magic in all of history. King Solomon wielded great power, right? And he had Moses' rod, Aaron's rod, the Ark of the Covenant in the Holy of Holies, but he could also control the lesser demon hierarchy. He had control of it. Um, and then for whatever reason and whatever happened, and I'm still not clear on what that was, he was in power for 40 years. Um, when his kingdom fell and his temple got buried, which again, nobody knows where it is, but they know the basic region, all of those artifacts, all of those power things were removed. He had many books too and instructions of how to invoke the lesser demons and control things like the weather, the sea. If you remember Moses' rod parted the Red Sea. Um, one of the, I think it was Aaron's rod turned into snakes. It might've been Moses' rod. In either case, there was great power and magic um, held within Solomon's temple. The Illuminati, the workers of, of the, the uh, Masonic 33 degrees and higher, and some of the secret societies, all have some knowledge of Solomon's wisdom. They, they have access to some of that. There's rumors that the Ark of the Covenant was taken to Egypt or the Knights of the Templar took it to France. Like nobody really knows where any of this stuff is, but everybody wants to know where King Solomon's temple is because if they can unearth it and get to those artifacts, those relics, think about what's possible. Think about one of our corrupt leaders now, whether that's Kim Jong-un, whether that's China, whether that's Vladimir Putin, or that's the president of the United States, or, or, or think about if one of them could control the elements, if they could control the kingdom of the lesser demons, if they could, could literally 
control the supernatural world. How unbelievably detrimental and powerful it would be. I no doubt, <laughs> no doubt think they all want that. That is what all of these wars have been about and what the control and the battles between Palestinians and um, and the Jews of who controls Jerusalem and whose city is it really and why the U.S. still is supporting Netanyahu and why the Russians keep inching closer and closer to Syria and closer and closer into the Holy Land and the regions. Like, it isn't about the oil. I thought it was, but there is so many more resources they want on a supernatural level. They will do anything to get it. And they have been battling for thousands of years trying to get to Solomon's Temple. Hi, Julie. Um, because that will give one man power over unbelievable amounts of workings of magic and evil. But it hasn't happened yet. And what Spirit has told me is it hasn't happened yet because Baal did, you know, but that's the reason for all these wars. And that's the, whoever controls that controls, and Solomon was a holy man, you know, like God entrusted him with all of these workers, workings of magic. And even the, his use of, of controlling the lesser demon kingdoms, he didn't do anything horrible. You know, he didn't, he didn't, um, commit acts of genocide, but I could easily see one of our rulers doing it today. Um, so the fact that all of the fall of the Roman empire, um, because they tried to control it too. <laughs> and all of these shifts and changes, you know, we've got the Genghis Khan people out in Asia. We've got the Vikings and that attitude still affecting the government of Russia. And we've got all of these other, you know, groups coming into play. Everybody wants and has some, some knowledge of this power spot exists there. Um, and that, that is what World War III would really be about if we have it. I don't know if the spirit's gonna let that happen. Catastrophic climate change on a cyclical natural, natural basis, that is what's happening in 2020. But on top of it, it is about removing the greed and the materialism, removing and resetting um, the power structures that are at play. This is gonna be an interesting year. And a lot of people are gonna be very scared by the changes that they see happening. Um, we're not going to get out of the sun scathed as far as, you know, humanity and population or the earth. The earth is changing, it's cycling, and it's recycling. Literally, it's resetting itself and shaking off the things that um, are not allowing for Mother Earth to continue to thrive. So we do have earthquakes, and we do have strange weather patterns, and we do have fires, and we have volcanoes, and we have... Um, crazy flooding and and incredible high winds and big crazy hail and snow ridiculous amounts of snow that is all part of this and and i mean i have no doubt when we get to the summer here in the u.s it's going to be super hot and there probably will be wildfires as well um how do we get through it is knowing this is meant to happen a it's meant to happen what are you here to do what are you here to experience? We all chose to be here at this time, at this place, during this historic moment. You know, we have 
every time Saturn and Pluto goes conjunct in Capricorn, it's been powerful. And then what follows after that period of destruction is it moves into Aquarius, the humanitarian sign, and that's the time of rebuilding. 2021 is going to be very much about um, the newness, the, the really like creating the new structures. 2020 is about destroying it, the old, and then beginning, birthing new ideas where 2021 is, is more about bringing into physical manifestation those ideas we're birthing this year. Um, ideas that come from necessity, uh, new inventions that come from necessity, different ways of doing things. So while it may be a little freaky and scary to sit there and think about all of this, like what's up? It's powerful. We are in a powerful time, but it's also a time where those that are walking in false power individually, and, and this is where I take it personally, like what's it mean for us as individuals? Um, it means be good, <laughs> tell the truth, walk with spirit, be in the light, be as loving and compassionate and helpful as you can, because it's those that are walking in false places of power, in deception, in evil, are going to get their smack down this year. And they won't be in the right place at the right time for protection, right? They won't be. But those who have faith, those who gather together in partnership and think about the numerology of this year 2020 today is 1 20 2020 right the number two is partnership and union and cooperation and balance and that number zero is your inner gifts your empathy your clairvoyance your clairsentience your intuition right manifested outward 222 is the number of harmony so and then today 120 2020 is a number seven, which is the number of spirituality. It's that number of wisdom and, and um, it, it, sort of integrity. So that's what the lesson is this year, is stand in your authenticity, stand in your power from a positive standpoint, not from a place of conflict, not from a place of want, not from a place of lack, from a place of knowing there is enough for all of us. And that we can gather together in agreement and prayer and do things like, you know, what I did with Julie and putting a dome across her property. Each one of you can do that over your homes. A thousand to my left, ten thousand to my right. Not in my house. Not not in my house. Not with my family. Right? Put a dome over your home so whatever fires or floods or winds don't damage you, your property, your home. You can't control it with everybody else, but you can with yourself. And we have to invoke the divine goodness of the angels to come in and, and help us with these things. We have always survived these catastrophic climate, climate um, crises. We have always survived it. Here we are. How many thousands of years later? The dark ages of the 500s was rough because there was darkness for three years, because there wasn't, you know, the, the sun wasn't getting through to grow the plants and the, the food sources were tainted and the water sources were tainted and, you know, people that were in power were hoarding things, but it came back and bit them in the ass later. Profound and fires the storm cells I hit yesterday. Yeah, and just keep it up, Julie. Just keep it up. Keep that dome up. You know, everywhere I've ever been, and I learned how to do this in Colorado because we had wildfires, we had crazy thunder and lightning storms, we and 
it came out of me having a growing dome. <laughs> like I just took, and we had a very square property. I took the four corners of our property and I erected a dome of safety and filled it with golden light and filled it with protection and anchored it. Um, it's probably still protected because I never took that protection down because I love that land. Even though it's not mine anymore and I reassigned it, I still love that land. But wherever I am and wherever my family is, there is a dome over our house because I think it's very important that I continue to be able to do what I do um, and be there for all of you. But it's just a very, very interesting thing because we've got the Muslims were also encroaching on the territory where King Solomon's temple was located. So you have the Muslims that actually set up their own temple right by um, Jerusalem and, and near the Temple Mount where they think that this Solomon's temple is. Um, you look at the Roman Empire and how close the Vatican is in their own spreading of, of knowledge or not, um, how close it is to the holy city you look at all of the times there have been wars and and what did they all want they want the magic that solomon possessed they want the power that solomon possessed and i don't know that god will let it happen but that is the reason for all these wars along the way did they get resources like oil yeah absolutely it's all about power and money make no mistake but the ultimate thing that they all want is the power that Solomon wielded. And to be able to control the, the lesser demon kingdom, that's a scary proposition. We don't want anyone to hold that. <laughs> like, no, we don't want that. Um, but they're all like little boys fighting it out and the race to the finish line. Who can find it? And they still don't even know for sure where it is. They still haven't discovered it. Doug. Herod's temple, um, they dug around uh, the old temple in Jerusalem. They can't find it. And I think for lack of a better word, like it's been hidden and will continue to be hidden. That doesn't mean they're not going to fight wars over it and tell us something completely different. And yet this is the year where um, I really believe that it's all going to kind of come out into the light, you know, it's interesting because of all these different players, it's the same kingdoms since before Christ that are fighting for power. It's the same. The Vikings are the Russians. The, <laughs> the Chinese are the Mongols. Then you have the Turks, which were also Asian descent, but they moved into Saudi Arabia. They moved into Egypt. Like, it's crazy it's the same freaking kingdoms fighting for power. And we're all just kind of caught up in the middle of it. But ultimately, that is what they want, is the wisdom of Solomon and the power that Solomon wielded. That's what they want. So when they sit there and say they don't believe in the supernatural, they don't believe in psychic gifts, they don't believe in the power of crystals, they're lying. They absolutely believe in it, but they don't want us to believe in it. So what do we do? <clears throat> we hold to our beliefs and we hold to our <coughs> teachings <coughs> and we continue to spread those teachings far and wide and there'll be a battle on for that too this year 
to try and make us all seem like we're kooky. Hi, Debbie. Oh, I have a tickle in my throat. Ah. I'm drinking my green juice. I think I got some of the fiber in it. Because I feel like there's a piece in the back of my throat. <coughs> Anyways. There's also a bunch of gold buried. Just looking at my notes. Like... Um... <laughs> When the Ro Roman Empire at Constantinople in the 500, I think it was like 550s, um, when it was overtaken and the Ro Roman Empire fell then, was one of the times, a bunch of gold was taken from there. And um, many believe it was taken to Hungary. They still haven't found and recovered all the gold from that. And the, the uh, Mongols, they were the ones that took it all right and they buried it they hid it nobody knows where all that is either so i have no doubt that's part of what they're searching for where they're looking but it was during the time of the dark ages in the fifth century moving into the sixth century that everyone began to spread out that is when um europe england emerged and also They've proven during North America, during that 5th and 6th century, that weather changed so much. There was droughts. A lot of those indigenous people that were in Mexico um, began to move into farther into the Americas, what we now consider America. But back then it was considered the America Americas. At that time, too, in the 6th century, that's when Islam was birthed. Um, but... There was so many catastrophes. There was a dam that broke in Yemen during 535. Um, 500 AD is when Muhammad was birthed, and that's why the spread of Islam. That's how Islam was birthed. Um, it's crazy, though, when you start to think about, like, how many times this has happened in history, just going back to the 500s. You had the Dark Ages, and, you know, you had that big vol volcano that went off. Then you go into the 1500s, Saturn-Pluto conjunction, Mount Vesuvius went off. Um, and it created catastrophic, catastrophic climate change as well. Also, we had a Neptune-Pluto conjunction, um, I think it was like in the 570s, that began to allow for the rebuilding of some of these things that fell during those days. But the history just keeps, no joke, keeps repeating it and keeps repeating it. In the 400s, the Roman Empire fell, but then it was quickly re rebuilt. It was taken down um, by the Visigoths, And then in the 500s, that's when the Mongols came and really took it down in Con Can Con Constantinople. And then they rebuilt again. And then in the 1500s, during Saturn-Pluto conjunction in, in Capricorn, it went down again. <laughs> And then they rebuilt again. It's never come back as strong since that time. But the Dark Ages, you know, oh my God, there's been so many times. So if you look back to the 1500s and we had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn, which was the last one, the last time, um, there was a huge amount of change. That was the period of the Reformation. But there were, there were, sort of weather changes 
earth changes. Right following that period of reformation came the birthing of art and science and astronomy and astrology. All kinds of things came out of that time period as soon as Neptune went into Aquarius and as soon as Saturn and Pluto merged and went into Aquarius. The end of this year, that is what we have. We have everything moving into Aquarius. And then 2021 is all about, um, all about birthing new things. So it's interesting to see what all is happening. I mean, see now with the Turks too, I don't think I mentioned this. We had Genghis Khan with the Mongols. The Turks, their really bad person was Attila the Hun, right? All of these, all of these people have descendants. And there's a thing, you know, the Bible talks about the sins of the father visited upon the children for how many generations? You know, you also have, it, it talked about historical trauma and his, historical data being handed down in our DNA. We've watered down a lot of our DNA because we've all mixed, but there are some people that when you look at it and you're like, okay, why is it that there's a part of um, the Russians that are so, like Vladimir Putin, so very, very brutal and callous. He's got to be, as far as I'm concerned, he's got to be part of the Vikings. He's got to be a descendant, direct descendant of the Vikings and Ivan the Terrible. He reminds me of Ivan the Terrible. Um, and, and that's the area that Ivan the Terrible went to when the Vikings began to spread and has a beef with China from when Genghis Khan <laughs> took out the Vikings in Russia. <sighs> when you start to look at all these pieces, it's amazing, but now it's all coming, coming back into play and into the light. And the more that we know that that's what's happening, the less involved we can be on an emotional level. And the more we can bring the light and let people know, yeah, this is what's happening. What do they really want? It isn't the oil. It isn't. They just want absolute power. They want power to control the forces of both good and evil. To be able to control the, the kingdom of the lesser demons is a scary proposition. To be able to have those magical, those magical um, artifacts, those, to enter the Holy of Holies where God communed with man in Solomon's temple. You know, that's a scary thing. And they all have for centuries, centuries been looking to find it. And whoever gets there first, you know, it's kind of like Tomb Raiders, right? Laura Croft and, and the Tomb Raiders. Only it's not as pretty um, and certainly a lot more dangerous. Yeah. I don't know how, how articulate I've been through this. I have so many notes that, and, and it, my studies so far have taken me all over the place. I mean, I wish that I could find a map to overlay on top of a current map so I could show all of you what I'm, what I'm seeing. I've been able to pull maps from the past and then I have to look side by side. Um, I don't know that that's going to happen because I have way too much going on. But the one thing spirit just wanted me, because the, the, I kept going, there's a reason for all of this. Like, what is it that you're trying to, and I keeps coming back to, keeps coming back to this King Solomon um, and his temple. But remember, the Vikings 
not all the people that were Viking were evil. The Scandinavians, like the Vikings came out of the Scandinavian people, which were pagans, which, you know, their culture studied the Norse religion. So they followed the Norse gods, which were different from Greek and Roman gods. Um, and their religion is still some of the stuff they still practice to this day. But out of those people, the Celts and the Druids, came the Vikings, which were barbarian. There was just a group of them that were barbarian. And they went to conquer, to steal. They were pirates, you know. And then out of that came Ivan the Terrible. It's like the, the Mongols, you know. Why? Why? Out of that whole region did we have Genghis Khan, who was just brutal, and he was all about power. And then he put his sons in charge of all of their dynasties in Asia, China, which the borders of have changed drastically, drastically. Um, there's just so much. If I could, if I could just piece it all together on a tree for you guys would understand, but I try to make things as simplistic as my, as I can for myself. And I'm just wanting to understand this period. It feels so powerful. It feels ever changing. You know, what is going on in politics? What the hell? You know, we have Brexit that's happening. We have the U.S. getting, like, jacked around by Putin. You've got China, who's angry at us. You've got North Korea, who's on the edge. You've got Iran. Like, what are they all doing? And apparently, you know, it is all a power play. And it's he, he who wins, wins. Whoever controls that region, that's the power spot. And within under the ground of that power spot, there is access to some great and woeful, what spirit kept telling me, woeful power, if any of them ever get a hold of it. My prayer is that they never do. But it's not going to stop them from creating wars. <laughs> like, that's the reality, is that's what the wars are really about. And so when we begin to pray and invoke the warring angels and, and pray for our own defense, that's what we need to pray for is the protection of those sacred artifacts and that sacred magic and that sacred power, that sacred, you know, divine power and supernatural power. No one man needs to be in charge of that. It would be like really irresponsible. I don't know one holy man that should be, you know, maybe the Dalai Lama. <laughs> like is the only one on earth right now that I can look at and go of the world leaders that I can go, yeah, I think you could handle it. But can the rest? Absolutely no. They can't. It would be devastating and catastrophic beyond belief. And it would enslave people, um, which is why I think after Solomon uh, was no longer king, that's why that his temple got, got destroyed, was so that no one else would have that power. Because by then, there were no longer super righteous men in the kingdom. That's just life. We are going to see women raise up this year. Um, and in places of power and it is up to up to women to stand in their own power and own it you know it, it's very much feeling like it's a lot of the same energy during the witch trials right where those of us who are workers of um the light that are using our intuition that are healers um are being you know put through hell hi carol no you're not on the replay i'm still live <laughs> I'm 45, 46 minutes in live. Um, some of us like what I'm going through right now, and I always go through things ahead of everybody, 
you know, this whole thing of, of making psychics out to be evil and bad and con artists, not that that hasn't been going on forever, but the more people rise up and, and awaken to their gifts, the less the powers that be want us to stand in that power. Well, we have to, we don't really have choice. You know, they're not going to burn us at the stake. It feels like it. Like what I've gone through over the last couple of months, it surely feels like it. Um, and unfair and, and unjust, but they're not going to, they're not going to burn us at the stake. I have to have faith and trust that the wisdom that I can channel and bring forth for all of you and whomever um, is worth the price of dealing with, with the naysayers and harassment and whatever else, because I think it's super important that we're all empowered right now. And that we understand what we're praying for. And one of the things that we are in fact praying for is that the wars and, and the secret wars and the vying for power stop. And that those who are going after that, that they are the ones that are removed, that they are the ones that suffer and that the fortunes of them that are in that top 1% are given to the rest circulated properly. Um, throughout the land, because if that happened, everything would be equalized, but that women be allowed to hold positions of power because it's important from the standpoint of nurturing and supporting our psychic gifts, our intuitive gifts and raising different children, you know, coming from a different place. So that's where my research has brought me. Like I said, I have a ton of notes. I don't know that I can, I'm not a history buff, but I am all about boiling it down to the simplest of simples. Um, we're in a year of catastrophic climate change and we can't stop it. And it's not, you know, yes, is it partially our fault because we're not sustaining the planet? Absolutely. I think it is. Um, should we do something about it? Do our part? Yes. Would it have happened even if we, we had been perfectly good at taking care of things? Probably still would have happened. Um, because this is a thousand year cycle. Literally, this happens every thousand years that we have this kind of climate catastrophic crisis happening. The earth recycles itself. The earth is in a cycle of regeneration. And, and in order to create that regeneration, it has to it has to bring some shocks and awes and changes and some signs to us that we're not doing the right thing, you know. So, yeah, that is, that is the scary part for some people. I'm not scared. I think this is all very exciting. <laughs> it might be a little inconvenient at times, but it's very exciting. So someone brought up the point that I was sharing this stuff with, you know, what happens if the electric grid goes out, if the internet goes out? My God, how are we going to communicate? How are we going to stay in touch? That is part of this, this time that we're in too. Learn how to communicate telepathically. Learn how to speak at another level on the fifth dimension or higher with one another, practice telepathy, practice having conversations in your head with people in meditation. Whether or not you believe it's possible, I can tell you for a fact that it's possible to have conversations without opening your mouth, without the internet, without telephones. You can communicate across the ocean. So if you have friends that live abroad, away from you, practice telepathy with them because that is going to be the skill 
that saves all of us and, and allows for us to, to continue to communicate regarding the climate. I read that as well through history. Yeah. It's just cyclical. It really is. But it's interesting that every time that cycle hits, the end of the government structure of the time falls apart too. That goes hand in hand with it. Nobody's talking about that either. <laughs> like, mm, interesting how they don't want to talk about that. Um, but yeah, so I, I will come back. I do have a lot more astrological stuff to share with you guys. I will come back um, in February and talk about that. Julie and I were going to do a podcast today, but we got our times messed up. So we'll do that one next week. Um, I'm going to see Angie because Julie and I got our days, weeks mixed up. If you want to record podcast with me this Friday, I think we can do it this Friday. Um, and we'll broadcast in to Patreon for the gold members. Um, anyways, this can't be shared out there. Um, I'm not sure how much I want to share this stuff out in the public. I might share some of it in burning gold. I don't know because I think a lot of it's going to scare people. Um, you know what I mean? You and Marion can talk telepathically. It's fun. That part Michael's been concerned about. We can't be, we can't. And I'm going to tell all of you this, do not give in to fear on any level ever, ever. You can't. When fear hits, your vibration drops and you are disconnected from spirit, it's from source energy. That's how, you know, I knew when all this stuff happened to me in December, a big part of it was, in fact, a spiritual attack because this stuff was getting ready to come through me. When, and, and entering into that place of, of shock and trauma and fear disconnected me from so many things, still connected to source, but I was incapable of. Um, doing anything for anybody else. I was just holding my ground and trying to stay above water. And a lot of it had to do with fear, you know, I kept dropping into places of panic and fear. And of course, something like what happens to me, you're terrified and it's not over. I mean, nothing's, nothing's been closed out yet, um, but I'm not in fear anymore. Like spirit told me, don't. You feed that fear and you're giving power to the darkness. Don't happen. Don't let it happen realizing that government changes. I believe at this point that the way that government structures are set, it's been set for so long this way. I want you to think of it like the Roman Empire because <laughs> this based on the Roman Empire and their laws and their rules, right? One governing body and then everybody else is just peasants. You know, who do we pay? Caesar, same thing. Like, so... A lot of this is about bringing down the governments that have gotten too big and they're not taking care of the people. They seem to forget they're in service to us. Like they work for us. They, they think that we work for them, but really they're only in power because we've allowed it. So I'm not even concerned with that. I feel like this is just another one of those cycles where the Roman empire falls. Thank God, right? The Roman Empire falls and the people get to build it the right way. Um, is it a little scary with Russia sitting out there, North Korea sitting? You bet. But you know what? Their people are just as scared as we are. Not the rulers. I mean the people. Because we're all just getting caught in between these power struggle, power conflict, 
wars to rule and it's just that one percent the oligarchs so this year's going to bring a lot of that to light and then begin to disassemble it so be excited add some love and faith and hope to that all right i will see you guys later um you can come back and watch your replay if you missed the beginning parts of this i tried to explain it as best i can he sees the cycles too i bet he does it's crazy. It's been crazy. This is so funny too, because this came out of doing an Akashic record reading for um, one of my friends and just who she was in a past life that her and I were in at the same time. It opened up this huge download, no mistakes, right? It's been crazy. It's been just this whole download ride. I mean, there were several days there where I didn't want to go to sleep. There was so much coming through, but then in my dreams, it was coming through and coming through and coming through. As of right now, I feel like, okay, I get the picture, I got it, and, and the messages seem to have stopped, so I thought, okay, I'll deliver this to you as best I can right now. Do I think it's done done? No, they're going to give me more, but at least I get a break, and I kind of need a break because it was so much. It was so intense, the downloads and the information, and there's so much more I could share with you, but I don't have it in a format where I feel comfortable enough to share all of it with you and there's still more to come there's still more more so much more in what the rebuilding is i will tell this to you as well um the spirit wants wants to remind me of remember how after the dark ages and after the period of reformation there was big movements in art and invented invention and creativity 2021 is a great time for that and it came out of, those periods came out of the dark periods. So if you have children and you have grandchildren, um, you need, or and even if you don't, support the creativity and the artistic talents and the birth of ingenuity and inventiveness in our young people right now. Support it, encourage it, champion it, because that, that's exactly what's going to take us into this whole new era and take us into the age of Aquarius because 2021 is the entrance into the true age of Aquarius. And what is Aquarius? The humanitarian, the water bearer. It's the give and the take. It's the flow. It's alignment. So whatever happens this year, hold on to your hats. We're going to go for a ride, but what comes out of it is going to be for the many, not for the one. And it's about time. <laughs> I'm so tired of the one taken advantage of the many now it's going to change and now it's going to turn around so for that i'm excited yeah i know you do carol and we have to keep doing it god it just breaks my heart when the kids can't even imagine things i'm like no 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 no. let's play a game i'll teach you how to use your imagination because it's going to be super important this isn't the age of aquarius yet we're still in the age of capricorn Everyone wants to think we're in the age of Aquarius because a lot of spiritual communities were like, we're in 5D, we're in the age of Aquarius. No, we're not. The age of Aquarius starts when Saturn and Pluto leave Capricorn and go into Aquarius. That's when the age of Aquarius starts. We're not in it. We were in the dawning of the age of Aquarius, but we were not in the age of Aquarius. We are in the time of Capricorn. We are in the time of cleaning up the BS. That's what we're in the time of. 
We are cleaning up and taking care of what went on in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and even the 90s. Like this, this stuff's gone on for a very long time. But greed, materialism, selfishness, ugh, all of it, this age of, of just self-gratification at the expense of the planet and other creatures, no more. That's what this year is about. That's what this year is cleaning up. And the cycle is here for catastrophic climate change crisis. Um, but again, put a dome over your property. Put a dome around you and you'll be fine. You're meant to make it out, you will. And if you're not, you won't. And who cares? You go back to source. Like that's where I'm at. I'm not attached to any of this. But I want, I want you to understand too, like, yes, we are so self-absorbed. Like we came here for a purpose. We came here to be here alive at this time. Why? Why did you come? I know why I came, but why did you come? And whatever that reason is, there is no more waiting, tearing, being comfortable. It's got to be this way or that way before I step up and step in with my gifts. No, the time is now. Time is now, period. You're out of time. That's what Spirit keeps telling me with everybody. There's no more time. There's no more waiting. You know, just step in, just be an open vessel, just allow spirit to work through you. Just allow the gifts of the divine to pour out of you and it will be perfect every single time.